Hello everyone. Yeah. Good evening. Good evening. I am Giancarlo, the founding pastor for Victory Church, and we are broadcasting today, Tuesday, June 19th, 2018 from Victory Church in Odessa and we say hello to everybody. Hello everybody. Hello everybody. Hello everybody. Here is Tracy, my wife, and Charlie, Deborah, Tony, and Chad. Chadrick. Chadrick. <laughs> <laughs> Just sing like it's fit. <laughs> all right. I am very, very happy to be with you all tonight and we thank Charlie, Charlie and Deborah for our dinner. It was a delicious meal. Appreciate it. We had delicious chicken, vegetables, and uh, French fries. Uh, it was good. It was very good. It was very good. And barbecue sauce. <laughs> for their French fries. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I hope, friends, that you are enjoying your evening, that you are happy also, and we are very appreciative of your uh, attention that you are watching and listening and so we are about to start our Bible study of this evening I received great news from uh, two sources and I want to share with you quickly one is uh, one of my good good friends for many 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 years <laughs> his name is Fernando Lopez Fernando was the guy that showed me what a program was in a calculator we were i believe in after high school yeah, and he showed me that 18. i was 17 years old and fernando showed me what was a program and that introduced me to the world of software we reconnected recently and uh, so it is so wonderful after to... how many years wow i think the last time that we spoke was probably 20, 20 years ago or more or more uh, yeah, he looks old, not like me. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding, Fernando. <laughs> no, he looks great. He has two kids and uh, very happy to reconnect with him. That was wonderful news. And we know each other very well. And uh, also, there is another engineer, uh, Silvio Alara. He's Italian. Uh, he was part of the triangle. Oh, we did. Tons of good things in college. You can imagine. No, right? he did not. <laughs> I was a good kid. They were bad boys, Fernando and Silvio, and Ramses. Let's talk about the desk, honey. Yes. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, we are not going to talk about that <laughs> anecdote. Not today. <laughs> the other good news came from my boy, Sebastian. Sebastian called yesterday. He had a question about his work. He's a supervisor for the company where he works. And he asked me a couple of questions about management. And it was so nice to have that conversation with him. And he just now left a, a message. And he said, Dad, I want you to know that uh, the Lord guided me to do this. And I, I did the whole thing exactly as I needed it. Not exactly as you told me. <laughs> he has to put his own twist in there. Right. He, he put his own, you know, everyone has to put his own salsa to his tacos, right? Mm -hmm. And he did it. But he said, I want to give you the report. It went great. So, Mijo, I'm proud of you, and thank you for sharing that. 
With that being said, we are going to start reading the scripture, uh, the passage of today, Genesis 22, verses 1 through 19. Last week, in lesson number 39, I was in East Texas, and some of you watched, and you remember, Mamatina, by the way, is still uh, recuperating, not exactly as we would like, but we are trusting in the Lord, and uh, keep her in your prayers. In the name of Jesus, we hope that she will get better. But I was in East Texas and I did the broadcast from my brother-in-law's home. And uh, it was interesting. Uh, but now we are back in Odessa. And here we go. So, sweetheart, let's read. Sweetheart. In the name of Jesus. Sweetheart. Okay. <laughs> okay. Genesis 22, Father, 1 through Son, 19. And the Holy Spirit. Okay. After these things, God decided to test Abraham's faith. God said to him, Abraham, and he said, Yes. Then God said, Take your son to the land of Moriah and kill your son there as a sacrifice for me. This must be Isaac, your only son, the one you love. Use him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains there. I will tell you which mountain. In the morning Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. He took Isaac and two servants with him. He cut the wood for the sacrifice. Then they went to the place where God told them to go. After they traveled three days, Abraham looked up, and in the distance he saw the place where they were going. Then he said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go to that place and worship. Then we will come back to you later. Abraham took the wood for the sacrifice and put it on his son's shoulder. Abraham took the special knife and fire. Then both he and his son went together to the place for worship. Isaac said to his father Abraham, Father, Abraham answered, Yes, son. Isaac said, I see the wood and the fire, but where is the lamb we will burn as a sacrifice? Abraham answered, God himself is providing the lamb for the sacrifice, my son. So both Abraham and his son went together to that place. When they came to the place where God told them to go, Abraham built an altar. He carefully laid the wood on the altar. Then he tied up his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached for his knife to kill his son. But the angel of the Lord stopped him. The angel called from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. Abraham answered, yes. The angel said, don't kill your son or hurt him in any way. Now I can see that you do respect and obey God. I see that you are ready to kill your son, your only son, for me. Then Abraham noticed a ram whose horns were caught in a bush. So Abraham went and took the ram. He offered it instead of his son as a sacrifice to God. So Abraham gave that place a name, The Lord Provides. Even today people say, On the mountain of the Lord, he will give us what we need. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time. The angel said, You are ready to kill your only son for me. Since you did this for me, I make you this promise. I, the Lord, promise that I will surely bless you and give you as many descendants as the stars in the sky. There will be as many people as sand on the seashore. And your people will live in cities that they will take from their enemies. Every nation on the earth will be blessed through your descendants. 
I will do this because you obeyed me. Then Abraham went back to his servants. They all traveled back to Beersheba, and Abraham stayed there. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, many of you know the story. Abraham left Ur in Babylon and went all the way north and then south and finally got settled in that part of the Middle East. It was a long, long trip. And many, many years later, he received the promise right, of having a son. You know the story about Ishmael and then Isaac. And uh, so now here we are in a very complex situation. The Lord himself is asking Abraham to sacrifice his own son. Well, first thing I want to share with you today is, is this. Nothing happens in 24 hours. There is no one thing that you will see in the spiritual world, in the spiritual, the spiritual realm, that will happen in 24 hours, right? So people are so into the microwave thing, correct? We all want things like that, correct? Uh, we don't want to wait. With the good Lord, things are not that way. Think about the harvest of uh, any kind of... Uh, fruit or vegetable or grain or any commodity it takes time well there is no difference between that in our lives so there are promises that the Lord is giving us and he will fulfill his promises but not necessarily we will see them in 24 hours it takes a long time Abraham learned to wait waiting waiting on the Lord now, last week I mentioned to you basically the two uh, ideas that I shared with you were <clears throat> number one is do you feel that when you are going through difficulties, are those difficulties a test in your life or those difficulties are the result of poor decisions? Both. A little bit of both sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And the reason why I'm asking you is because you need to, to be very understanding with your own situation, with your own self, and think, well, not necessarily what I am living right now is a test of my faith. Mm -hmm. This is just the result of my poor decisions. That's right. Right? We can see that in many aspects of our lives. Financially speaking, relationships, uh, our careers, our health, <laughs> right? Did I tell you that story about my mom? You know, <laughs> my mom, uh, the, the doctor said, ma'am, you are not allowed to eat candy. Well, you know, my mom eventually went to heaven. <laughs> and there is the surprise. When we went to check on her closet and her nightstand everywhere there was candy all the everywhere. drawers even in her, her in office, her office. you remember bad. yeah <laughs> she knew it was bad but she just couldn't understand that she, she needed to have candy <laughs> I was laughing it was funny and uh, things like that so what think about yourself right now and what kind of challenges do you have and think of this 
what you are experiencing right now is the result of a test of your faith or is the result of poor decisions that you have made because if it's the result of poor decisions that you have made <clears throat> what we need to do is take notes what was the reason that brought me to the point where I am right now correct in any area of your life that was the first idea that I shared with you uh, last Tuesday and, uh, and the second idea that I shared with you <clears throat> was that it was a test of Abraham's faith and that test will come to all believers and believers don't like that idea my friend if you are watching or listening tonight and you are going through some difficulties in your life and you know you have done nothing wrong well maybe there is a test of your faith and then is when you need to think of this are you able to manage this test or you are going to give up and say no this is just too much for me <laughs> listen to this question imagine the Lord asks you can you handle it can you handle it now watch this if you say no I can't handle it if you say that you are saying to the Lord, I don't want to grow, I don't want to prosper, I don't want to move forward. It's way too much for me. I'm not able or capable to handle anything else. You see, if you say, no, I can't. But if, you, if the Lord asks you, can you handle it? And you say, oh, I think so. <laughs> with his help yes. oh Lord I don't know how but if you are taking me into this test it's because you trust me and I will handle it I will handle it and how do we handle tests by putting our eyes on the Lord so going to the questions of today first question that I have I have three questions for you the first question today is did Isaac know about the sacrifices to the Lord what do you think? Did Isaac know about the sacrifices to the Lord? About any sacrifices. The yes. Sacrifices of to course. the Lord. Of course he did. He knew. Why? Because that's the way he was raised. He was raised what? Say it. What is what he saw? He saw his dad what? making sacrifices. Oh, exactly. So when, the, when we ask ourselves, did Isaac know about the sacrifices to the Lord? The answer is yes, he knew. And he knew it because he saw his daddy presenting sacrifices to the Lord all the time. Question here is, do you think that your children, your grandchildren, know about your faith? In the Lord are you sharing with your children and grandchildren your faith are you sharing with your children and grandchildren that you are praying for certain things and that the Lord is answering those prayers are you sharing that because the truth 
at this point in life is that there are so many, many individuals that are atheists and they don't want to believe in the good Lord, they refuse to obey the Bible, and they can't stand Christianity. There are many like that. But many of them didn't have anybody willing to share with them our, our faith. And in today's world, there is so much concern about, uh, you know, they have to make their own decisions. When they talk about children and grandchildren, <laughs> and you know what, that's baloney. And I will tell you why. Because if that was true, you will never tell your children, make your bed, brush your teeth, go to school. Why? Because if you, if you truly believe that they need to make their own decisions, well, don't, don't tell them to do those things. Yeah, that's their decision. Well, they need to <laughs> come up with a, a, a decision. Well, it is not applicable to all aspects of life, so especially when it's about the spiritual life or of the little ones. They have to hear, mm -hmm. and it's your responsibility, especially with the little ones. It is so precious. You know what? With the little ones, I just love to do this. When we get together, whether here in the church or in family get-togethers, and I see the little ones, and it's time to eat, and I said, come here, little one. Let's say, Jimmy. Jimmy, come here. Come here, Jimmy. They come, right? And then let's, let's give thanks to the Lord for the food. And I grab those little chubby hands, <laughs> and I put them together, and I said, close your eyes, Jimmy. You know what they do, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what they do. And it's so precious, right? And you say, come on, Jimmy, say with me. Dear Lord, dear Lord, <laughs> thank you for this food. Thank you for this food. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You know, that moment, you don't know what you are doing in the life of those little ones. You, you don't realize that. But it's exactly the way that you learned. It's like Isaac. Isaac saw his daddy going to present the sacrifices. So I'm saying just a little example of your faith. Praying. But what about the rest of the aspects of Christianity? For instance, reading the Bible. Mm -hmm. What are you doing, Grandpa? What are you doing, Grandma? Or how do, you, do they call you? Mom, Mommy, Mimo, Gigi, Papi. Papi, whatever they call you, right? What are you doing? And you are there with your Bible. And you say, I am reading the scripture. I'm reading the Bible. And what is that? <laughs> it's the word of our Lord. What Lord? And they ask questions. That, my friends, is what we need to do in our own homes. People are saying today, we need to fight legally for the right to pray in the schools. Okay. Are you praying I, at home? I can understand <laughs> that. But I will tell you this to everybody. If you teach to your children to pray in your home for the food, for everything, they will pray in the school because they have that freedom. And they don't need to go, you know, like... Some people want. Heavenly Father, we thank you. But that, you know, that's it's just 
is exactly the opposite what the Lord Jesus told us. He said, and when you pray, pray privately. Because the one who sees you in the private will honor you in public. So you see what I'm saying? Isaac learned the sacrifices to the Lord because Abraham showed him how to do it. And that is what we need to do with the little ones. You know, and the little ones are our future. You know, I love every every age, but let's face it, some kids a certain age, they are already messed up. Some young adults, with all respect, they don't want to listen to a teaching like this. They don't want to have anything to do with church or the good Lord. They know it all. They have already figured it out. Sometimes it's too late, except for those who are being prayed for. Mm -hmm. Like we pray for our children and grandchildren and other friends, and we are not going to stop praying for them every day. And we know what happens. When we are praying, <laughs> the Lord is not going to let them go like nothing. Oh, no. The Lord has His eyes on them, and, and we just keep praying and praying. Lord, and what is what we say sometimes? Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. And the good Lord. If you, my friend, have children that are adults, and they don't want to have anything to do with the good Lord, Keep praying. Just pray and say, Lord, remember your people, like the son says. So that is what Isaac saw in Abraham. He saw him going all the time to present the sacrifices. So I'm talking about praying, reading the Bible, right? Let's go to another thing. Are we be, uh, giving a good example to our children and grandchildren about going to church on Sundays? Because you know what is really, really strange? How many people claim to be believers, but they don't want to go to church. Mm -hmm. And if you are watching or listening, and you have a reason not to come to church on Sunday, once in a while, I will kind of accept that. You know? But when you intentionally plan Sunday after Sunday doing something else, that's a bad example. Let me ask you this question, friend. If you don't come to church, how could you ask anyone to get close to the good Lord? With all respect, how could you expect other people to do the right thing if you don't do the right thing? You see what I'm saying? So, our responsibility is to pray and set that example to our kids. To read the Bible and set that example to our kids. And to come to church and set that example to our kids. And worship the Lord, singing songs to Him. Giving our contributions. We are doing that now with the little ones here. You notice that? They are receiving some cash and we say, this is for you and this is for the Lord. Because they need to learn that. And Isaac saw that. So when the father, Abraham, said, Okay, Isaac, let's go. <laughs> the kid said, Father, yes. <laughs> Where, where's the lamb? Where's, where's the lamb? <laughs> where, 
Where's the lamb? I don't see the sacrifice because I know what what is what you do when we go to to present sacrifices to the I, I heard you. You said to Mama Sarah that we will go to present sacrifices to the Lord. Here are the servants, here's the wood, you have the fire, the knife. We are walking here going to that mountain. Where where is the lamb? <laughs> so he knew about it. The next question. Did Abraham know that he and Isaac both would come back? What do you think? Yes. I think he believed strong enough. You think that he believed strong enough that they both will come back. What do you think, Charlie? I think they probably would come back and try to fix things. Fix things. Okay. What do you think, Chad? Abraham knew that they both will come back? He knew you feel that? Tony, what do you think? Yes, because he said that we will return. Good, good that point. That was his statement of faith. Exactly, exactly. Now, remember, the Lord didn't say, you both will come back. Right? Mm -hmm. The Lord said, I want you to give me your son as a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. That's all. That's all that he said. But Abraham knew. Because when you know the Lord, you know that He is good. Yeah. When you get to know the Lord and His goodness and kindness, you say, I don't care what kind of test I am right now, I know what He's going to do. Yeah. When you get to know the Lord the way that Abraham knew the good Lord, my friend, when you get to know the Lord in that fashion, you are not afraid of any test, of any trial. You just know He will do something special. Something will happen. Something is going to happen. He knew it. We will come back, is what he said. And now my final question to today's study, because I, I mentioned before, this chapter has so much to study, and we are going to dissect it by session. So lesson 40, where we are right now, this is the last question. Okay. The last question is, how did Abraham walk to the mountain? There is a moment when they walk with the servants, right? And the donkey and the stuff. But there was a moment when Abraham told the servants, you guys wait here. Mm -hmm. Come on, Isaac, it's time to go. Yeah. And listen, Abraham put the load of wood on Isaac's shoulders. Very symbolic. And now the question to you is, and I would like to hear your opinion, how do you think Abraham walked to the mountain? Anyone? How do you think he walked? <laughs> Overwhelmed overwhelmed very possibly mm -hmm. right what else what else do you think I think he was still believing but was scared he, he was believing but he was scared that's right all right good point good point what else I think his mind was going 90 miles to nothing <laughs> he was going bananas but right? yet I think he also was just like he said his statement of faith to the servants, I think he was probably saying that to himself too. We are going to return, and 
probably talking to God a lot. And hmm. I sure would be. Right. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Anyone else? How did Abraham walk to the mountain? You know, if, if I was Abraham, I just think that I would walk very slowly. <laughs> yeah. I would walk very slowly, looking at the sky, overwhelmed, probably with tears in my eyes, believing, but at the same time, as mm -hmm. you said, a little bit sad. Thinking all kind of thoughts, and yet trying to focus on the Lord. You, you have to see the reality of his walk. But he didn't stop walking. He continued walking. What is the test that you are facing today, friends? What kind of test are you facing today? How are you walking through that test? Are you walking slowly, overwhelmed, sad, but still believing and hoping that something good is going to happen? Or, or maybe you, my friend, who are listening and watching, you are, you decided to stop. Stop going to church. Stop believing. Stop trusting in the Lord. Perhaps you even gave up. And for some reason you felt moved to watch this program tonight or listening to this podcast. And, and right now you are thinking, well, Abraham faced a tremendous test as an example to me. Example of faith, example of responsibility, example also of uh, tenacity, determination to please the Lord and keep walking. We walk by faith. We sing a song like that, right? I walk by faith. I walk by faith. Each step, step by faith. By faith. To live by faith. To live by faith. I put my trust in you. I put my trust in you. That is what we need to understand, fellows. That it doesn't matter how the situations are in our lives. We just need to keep walking by faith and trusting in Him because eventually we will see the miracle. We will see the miracle. And there is so much, so much to continue talking about this beautiful chapter 20 seconds for today. I think you got plenty. And I encourage each one of you friends here in the church and uh, of course our listeners and viewers. Seek first the kingdom of the Lord and everything else will be added to you. If you still are doubting, this is what I say to you. Take a little break on anything you are doing. Go to a private area, just you and the Lord. Talk to Him and tell Him. Dear Lord, 
I need you in my life. Help me. I have done a lot of bad things and I even probably said wrong things about you, Lord, but, but I need to, to come back to your kingdom, to come back to you. And when you are saying those words, remember to say, and I pray this in the name of Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, receive the forgiveness of your sins. You are forgiven. Because that is what the Lord does in our lives. So from Victory Church here in Odessa, Texas, we all say to you, thank you so much for watching.